The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And it is episode 117, I think. I think so. And we are covering the Suspiria remake and Carnivorous Lunar Activities by Max Booth III. But before we get into any of that, what's new with you, Brian? Uh, not not too much. I mean, you know, same, same old, same old. Same shit as two weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, I guess like... We have some stuff to talk about this this time. Like news? News-wise. Uh, okay, I thought you meant, like, me and you. Like, oh, we, no. We have some I mean, stuff like, to Unless we out. wanted to, like, re-examine our friendship on air or something. <laughs> Dude, that would be a great episode. Would it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know. It may be... It's like, it's like, okay, it's time for us to re-examine our friendship. You're my best friend. Oh, yeah, you have too. All right. Yeah. Glad I got that off my chest. Uh, no, I, that reminds me. Like, I know some people that um, it, it, they were going to have a roast of their friends. Like, everyone come over, bring some beers. We're going to roast our friends. And I was like, wow, that's a terrible idea. So, yeah. like, I didn't, I didn't participate. A, because I wasn't, like, in that group of friends. However, I was like, so how did that go a few days later? And they're like, terrible. Terrible, like <laughs> multiple ones of us aren't talking, and like, <laughs> like cool, could have guessed that one. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like we kind of roast you, not like our friends and stuff kind of roast each other all the time, yeah. But we our don't text go like super, <laughs> yeah, we don't go like super hardcore though, <laughs> we don't, we don't usually hit each other where it hurts. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. Are you reading our text messages and crying? <laughs> Maybe. No. Um. No. No. We're we're nice. <laughs> um. But yeah. I mean, uh, the. I think the difference is these people. Uh. Probably. A. This was before group texts. This is. This was a long time ago. It oh, just I thought always- you were talking about like somebody you knew like yesterday or something i mean i still know them you know them. <laughs> i'm not saying that <laughs> like they told you they were gonna have a roast did they like did did they like make a stage and stuff <laughs> they invited an audience <laughs> no 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 none of that like they just uh they just uh, i guess got some beer and talked shit about each other in front of each other well that's less fun yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if they went through the like the pomp and circumstance of it, and like had like a like a stage and like a table of honor and stuff, and like an MC. Yeah, no, that I might actually be fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone was like honored, you know. And today we, you know, at the end of a roast where it turns somewhat sweet, and it's like you big piece of shit. We love you. I don't think there was the we love you or the audience or any of that. It was just kind of like you suck. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I honestly, I don't know. Like, I was friends with one person in this group. I don't know the whole uh-huh. group of people. But from what I gather, I don't think they were like the wittiest or anything. Uh, I mean, the person I know is witty, so <laughs> that's why she came out ahead. <laughs> was Jim Jeffries there? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but uh, I mean, so anyway, yeah. Uh, don't do that. You'll destroy friendships, apparently. Yeah, that <laughs> seems like a good a good piece of advice. Well, I always try to start out the show with advice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, we we generally, like, we cover books and movies, uh-huh. but then also give very <laughs> realistic life advice. Yeah, nuanced life advice. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, anyway, back to uh, news. News. Yeah. You see that Chucky There's, trailer? Uh, you know what? I didn't. Uh, I saw it, but I didn't watch it. I is saw, it? like, a lot of mixed reactions. Obviously, this is, like... This has nothing to do with the original creators, and there's a split, like, uh, what's her face? Jennifer Tilly, like, obviously she wasn't the original creator, but she's been involved in the last, you know, the movie since Bride of Chucky on. Um, Yeah. Last, like, four out of eight Chucky movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, oh, man, yeah, there's been seven, four out. So she's been involved in more Chucky movies than not. For some reason, I always figure, like, I always consider the first three canon, and then after that, just kind of one-shots. I don't know why. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like, because the first three are, like, a self-contained story. Yeah. Like, it's it's like an arc, you know? Um, Of Andy's life. Yeah, exactly. And then the rest of them are just like, it's like almost Monster of the Week, but told from the Monster of the Week's perspective. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's just him ruining other people's lives. Well, I think before then, they were more horror uh, horror with, uh, you know, little one-liner jokes every once in a while. Not even in the first one, just in part two and three. Um they had a little bit of humor, but then after that, it was more humor with a little bit of horror. And it, well, I mean, I guess for just Bride and Seed, but then the last two have been dialed back into horror. I don't know. But long story short, this I feel like you're making this like much analysis com- of child's play just right off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, but almost almost like you haven't put any thought into it. No, but what I'm saying is like <laughs> these aren't these are official only because the right people had the rights, not because the creators condoned it, you know? They didn't uh-huh. no one gave their blessings on this. Yeah, like Hellraisers. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, um so anyway, um these definitely have a different vibe. I will say in this one, I didn't see anything from the trailer showing that Chucky was a serial killer. He is a killer robot, which might be an interesting uh, stance to take in a Chucky movie, but it, it does change everything. Yeah, it changes everything. But, I mean... I, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you could think about it kind of like uh, Jason X. You know, I mean, I know he wasn't a robot, but he there was some he had those nanobots at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So something more along the lines of that. Whatever. I mean, there's people that take it really, really hard and uh, like that have been really, really like offended about this over the past week. And I love like I love the Child's Play movies. Absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Well, the first three and then the bride was fun, but really the first three and bride and then 
what was it? Cult of Chucky? I don't know. Not the newest, but the one before the newest. I like a lot. But Seed? No. There's been two after Seed. There's been Cult and something else. Both of them hit mm. Netflix pretty quick. But <laughs> anyway. Um, but Cursed? It, yeah, Kurt. Oh, yeah. So Curse and Cult. Uh, I think I like Curse of Chucky. That wasn't the newest, right? Yeah, the newest is Cult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I liked Curse and the first three and Bride. So anyway, um, what I'm saying is it's not like this is a franchise that I'm like, oh, it sucks. Who cares? But I also, hey, I don't know. You just expressed an affinity for like five out of seven of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I <laughs> like them. Um, but you know, Hey, if someone wants to give it a new shot, it's not like the old ones are deleted. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. You can just ignore the new one if you want to. Exactly. So whatever. I mean, it kind of sucks that it was totally from a business standpoint and not that the original people, you know, Don Mancini and them didn't really give them a thumbs up, but from what I understand, there's going to be two timelines. Don Mancini's going to continue with his, and they're going to continue with others. This is ridiculous, but I love it. <laughs> it's getting into like puppet master territory now. Yeah, like you got to keep and keep track of which alternate timeline you're in. Or death race. There's two <laughs> concurrent. Uh, one is like universal, and then the other one is just still Corman. That's oh. weird. He was like, I'll sell you the rights as long as I can continue and don't use your characters. <laughs> and they were like, okay. <laughs> and so then every time they put one out, he just piggybacks and releases a cheap one. Love it. <laughs> it's kind of cool, honestly. But Yeah, I was looking it up uh, to see who was the voice of Chucky. But he's not even on list, listed on the IMDb. Yeah, it's definitely not Brad Dourif this time. Like. I know, that's weird. Well, I don't know. Definitely. I don't know. It well, he's not like... listed. Hmm. It'd be crazy if it wasn't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, it's almost like where Brad Dourif is tied to him as much as like Robert England is with. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Whatever. <sighs> A- <laughs> aging horror fans. So <laughs> anyway, uh. What do you want to talk about? You, you see that uh, Twilight Zone Super Bowl promo ad? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, like, there was nothing really that was that happened in it, you know. Um, but I am so pumped. Yeah, like so pumped. It looks great. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's really nothing that happened. It was uh, just Jordan Peele doing a uh, Rod Serling type thing. Yeah, in the Super Bowl, and then walking through the scary door. Yeah. And then that was it. But I am so excited. You know, um, according to, like, uh, episode titles and stuff that are are listed, um, Adam Scott will be starring in uh, Terror at 30,000 Feet. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So if it's what we think it is, it would be... The second remake of that episode. Yeah. So I'm excited, though. Yeah. I like Adam Scott. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. I love the movie The Vicious Kind. Did you ever see him in or that movie? No, it, I did not. It's one of those, like, mumblecore type movies that I like, mm. that, you know, yeah. but uh, he's just a horrible person in it. He's extremely bitter after a breakup, 
and literally it's just him trying to go through his catharsis. That's all the film is, but he's so bitter and such an asshole in that movie that like it makes for a really, really good movie. Um, but yeah, I love that movie. He <laughs> plays a demon in the good place. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. Yeah, it seems like that's good casting. He's great yeah. in an asshole role. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he can own up to Shatner or Lithgow. Yeah. Both of well, I mean Shatner's Shatner, but it was gonna be like two amazing actors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John Lithgow's great, but you know, Shatner's amazing at being William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, no, he's the best William Shatner. Um <laughs> I do like how like both of his episodes that he was in in Twilight Zone are ones that end like relatively happy. Who? Shatner? Shatner's. He was only in two Twilight Zones? Uh I think I know he was in he was in that one and the one where there was the uh thing that you they were at a diner. Yeah, that was the only other one I could think of and it told you your future or Yeah. 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 I like that episode. Both but, of those episodes ended like relatively happy. Yeah, that one ended with him just continuing to pull over and over. He, like he was obsessed, right? No, uh, well, I mean, that was a scene in it, but like, um, he saves someone from getting hit by a car or something at the very end of it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I mean, it like legit lit ends like. Happy. Oh, you're happy. you're breaking up. <laughs> you're breaking up. I said it like it like legit legitimately ends happily huh one of the few episodes <laughs> well huh well all right so we're excited about twilight zone what do you think about these uh what was it scary oh, what scary, scary stories, stories to tell to in, the dark? in the dark yeah yeah i'm excited for that too yeah i'm i, I'm, I can't judge the tone of it is it going to be like a teenage thing? i feel like it is yeah, it didn't look little kitty like Goosebumps. You know, because Goosebumps was... Uh, my three-year-old saw it, and she liked it. Like, she liked scary stuff, but obviously I'm not going to show her anything intense right you now. You guys didn't watch the Superior together? No, no, no. Although, I will say that they came... My wife and her came home in the last 15 minutes of the film... Like they walked in, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like, there's not the even worse. Part. <laughs> yeah, there's not even a chance I could do stuff that. So <laughs> I, I unplugged it, went upstairs, and was like, "I'll I'll be 15 minutes. I got to finish this. There's no way y'all can even be like in the next room casually walking in during this part." <laughs> but, Your daughter's just like, "Why are they playing with so much red paint?" <laughs> No, she knows what blood is, but there's no way that I would uh, that I would show that to them. But yeah, there's way too much nudity. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one part of it. But um, but yeah, so I, I think you know they were only like 15 second spots of it, right? Like five or six 15 second spots of scary, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Um, but. What I saw looked cool. I mean, hopefully. I, I wasn't, I never owned the book growing up. Did you? Like, it was something. I did not. I read at school. I remember reading it at school, but not like, I don't know. It's kind of weird that that holds such a huge place in so many people our age's hearts. And I kind of escaped me. Yeah, it escaped both of us. Yeah. Weird. Mandela mm-hmm. effect. Yeah, we're just too busy reading Outsiders. <laughs> just over and over. 
All right, so what else you got? Yeah. Uh, the new uh, Tommy Wiseau project. <laughs> yeah. Big Shark. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay, you know, for for those who may maybe not recognize the name, uh, which I don't understand how you couldn't, um, writer-director of The Room, mm-hmm. you know, one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> um, but it's just... I don't know. I don't know the premise of it. Um, the trailer is just them like hanging out at a double date, and then the streets flood and a shark starts eating people. Yeah, that's literally the plot of the movie. But I did like run across a like quote mm-hmm. from Tommy Wiseau about the movie, mm-hmm. and he said something to the effect. I can't find it anymore, but it was something to the effect of. Like sharks are angry because they can't love, and we need to teach sharks how to love. Oh man, that see, okay, <laughs> I, I'm of two minds about this because if that's a if that's like an earnest quote that ties into it, I'm excited, but I am afraid that uh, it's gonna go the way of like Birdemic Two, where the guy mm-hmm. realized he made a big piece of shit and he's trying to play it off, so he makes like an intentionally bad movie and it's not good, like. Yeah, like there's there's no there's no uh, authenticity behind intentionally making a bad move. I mean, there is. I don't know. It's such a weird thing. Like if you're a good filmmaker intentionally making a bad movie. okay, but if you're a bad filmmaker intentionally making a bad movie, it's usually bad. Yeah, there's got to be. There's okay. It's like when a bad actor or I say, sorry, a great actor plays a bad actor in a character, like as a character, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's only successful because they're good at what they do. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, if a bad actor plays a bad actor, it's just because they're a bad actor. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there, there's like, there has to be a level of technical facility to make a bad movie bad you like intentionally uh-huh. but still make it a like and, i guess successful movie yeah uh, i don't know i mean it, it was but weird weirdly enough i can't think of any off the top of my head that are like that what uh, uh intentionally, like an intentionally bad, movie? bad movie uh dude bro party massacre 3 was a well-executed bad oh, but movie. that was so good though it was hilarious <laughs> dude every once in a while i throw that on because <laughs> it's such a funny <laughs> That pizza delivery, guys. Oh, no, dude, that was the slashing. Oh, oh, that was the slashing. Wait, which, okay. Duper so, Party Massacre 3 had one. It was the one with mom, m- mummy face. I, I don't know if you, I've Patton read, Oswalt like, I, was in it. Yeah, we covered it on here. Yeah, we watched it. Hey, Pat, how do I, how, it was five second films directed it, uh, the, the YouTube group, but yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, remember, like, the thing was about to, I remember really liking it, but now I can't like remember the scene that we laugh so hard about and, and spoiler alert and also content warning or whatever. <laughs> the scene that made us laugh so hard about that was when the guy like it, one of the characters was depressed and he goes out in a boat and then the killer has I forgot like a, a gun or something and it's or no, it was like a blow dart or something. And they were about to do it, and the depressed dude just shoots himself. 
<laughs> you remember that? And he's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah yeah uh, that was that was great oh man great 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 um but yeah, <laughs> yeah. so and the slashing was another one like that you know intentionally yeah the slashing one was but yeah hilarious and great um yeah. but I'd, okay I'd, so back to big jerk real quick sorry yeah, yeah. um so the streets, they're leaving, like you said, and the streets start just flooding with water. And now it is New Orleans. Yes. And Tommy, Tommy Wiseau goes, <laughs> No, yeah, it is. I mean, Tommy Wiseau goes, Oh, look, water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, uh, and then apparently it's just water. There's gonna be sharks swimming on the streets, getting yeah. people. Hey, I'll watch it. <laughs> I mean, oh, we'll, we'll probably cover it. Yeah, yeah. I just hope that it doesn't turn. We didn't cover any of the Sharknadoes after three, did we? Yeah, we got bored. Yeah, I, I you couldn't pay me to watch them now. I just hope. I it's mean, not like they're that. over now. I kind of wanted to watch the new one because, like, it had. Um, time travel involved oh really yeah all right i'm back in (laughs) (laughs) and it was like it was it was called like sharknado six it's about time oh yeah yeah yeah. got right good times yeah all right well (laughs) you got anything else uh i think i'm pretty much done all right you want to come back and talk (laughs) suspiria yeah, you want to do Suspiria first? or the, Yeah, the let's one? do Suspiria first. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. We're talking Suspiria, the remake. Yeah, we've already done the original one. You could go back some, like, 50 episodes, and we did it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when it was. <laughs> It's been a while. We did we did, we the, did the whole the, all three, right? Yeah, the whole three Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> Cornetto. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally the same. Um <laughs> but yeah, so this was a different take on it. Um Yes. The original um you know, I <clears throat> just to rehash my long term thoughts i don't know exactly where i stood at the end of the episode but it was like the millionth time i'd seen it so i assume that mm, i haven't really changed that much uh since then but uh-huh. you know it was much more style over substance but it worked very much in this case uh loved it had a terrible climax the end <laughs> right yeah yeah uh, i mean that, that's that's pretty much it i mean like it's a it's a beautifully made movie Mm -hmm. right both in like you know cinematography and you know color choice and shit and then also the soundtrack um is you know one of the greatest horror soundtracks of all time Mm -hmm. um and you can quote me on that controversial statement (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but um you're right like there's there's not much of a story i mean there is it's some some witches trying to like get get you know their youth back that's like that's, that's the story yeah, right just witches going on at a at a ballet school and yeah. 
And it's kind of, it almost felt like the original felt like more of like a fairy tale or it felt like yeah. a fairy tale, you know? Um, this one was um, much different, even though tonally it was kind of a, a it was kind of alike. It just yeah. was not at it all the stylish. Wasn't yeah. as st- um, stylish, and they took some odd liberties, like with the plot. Yeah, especially like those last thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, with the plot yeah. and pacing, my. God, this was a slow moving. This movie. was an hour longer than the original Suspiria, <laughs> and it was, uh, I would say, an a good hour, hour, fifteen minutes, an hour and fifteen minutes longer than it needed to be. It hung on these shots so bad. Okay, so so let's do this. Okay, because every like horror fanboy, um, ourselves included you know, are up the ass of the original Suspiria. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just ignore it. Let's pretend it never even happened. Okay? okay. And try to judge this movie on its own merits, man. I don't know, man. That's a, I really think it could have used some like really bright colors, like overlaid <laughs> over the whole movie for a while. No, I will yeah. say it, it just maybe to... a room full of razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A really, really interesting hanging scene would be really nice. Um, <laughs> Could have broken up the monotony in the middle a little. No, okay. I will say um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed parts of this film. And I think I, I saw it a week ago. I think if I would have um, reviewed it immediately after seeing it, I would have given it a little better uh you know, probably a full half a you know half a star more on on the grade. Wow, so a five and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, actually, letting some time pass and thinking about things I liked and didn't like um really really benefited me in terms of looking back at this film because my opinion did change a little bit. Okay, lay it on me. Well, I think first off, the you know just as the original <laughs> first, <laughs> just as the original had a signature look, this disregarded that, and this went for its own look. And I like the cinematography in this. It, there was yeah. no bright colors or anything, but it it really nailed a seventies look uh, very well. Yeah, it it felt like it was actually filmed on like seventies film stock. Yeah, and. It had the same kind of tone as Let the Right One In, uh, the original. To mm-hmm. me, it tonally was different. You know, it tonally was its own thing. And the acting by Dakota Johnson, I mean, I don't dislike or like her. Or like, you know, she's fine in, in movies. I can't I, even think about what else she's in. She was I in know Times at El Royale. In, yeah, that's right. She's in the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Uh, and I didn't see any of those. I saw the first one. But this was this was the best I'd seen her act. Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. also did great, and I've never seen Mia Goth act before. When when does Tilda Swinton ever not do great? I don't know. I don't honestly watch too many Tilda Swinton movies because she's, you just never even know she's in them. <laughs> yeah, she, like she she's that good of an actress. She played three people in this movie. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who? She played um, Madame Blanc. Who? Okay. No. <laughs> what? She played Marcos, the Helena Marcos chick. Oh, she was Marcos? Yeah. 
And she was also the old man doctor, Dr. Klimper. Klimper er er. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah. She was the psychiatrist. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You just never even know she's in the movies you're watching. Huh. I I only thought that she was uh what's her name? Um Wonk? Yeah. Blunt, yeah. I, I mean, I, she's, honestly, she's still, Marcos was this stupid-looking yeah, and terrible part of the film. Yeah, like they um, could have made it so much better by just not using an, a basic puppet-looking lady. <laughs> you know, they could have just made the film so much better. Um, I still, she's still my front runner for uh, if they make a David Bowie biopic. Yeah, so I she want her to be the David old Bowie man so psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm just glad we live in a time, like a time period where makeup effects are so good that Tilda Swinton can be whoever she wants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, man, that that's impressive because I was just judging it off of her as the, uh, I don't know why her name is escaping me, but not Marcos and not the psychiatrist, her main Blanc. character, Blanc. I was just judging it off of that and thought she did a great job. But now that I know she was the psychiatrist too, my god! Yeah, now that you know that she pulled a clumps, <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah, that whole scene where she's at the dinner table with her family farting, yeah. that was weird. Talking but... about farts. <laughs> we should do those movies on here one day. It's like the opposite of a B movie. Um, Are they? <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I don't think it changes my perception of this film, but it definitely changes, uh, you know, out of five, they all get fives. Even Mia Goth, like, I did not, I'm not familiar with her other than the fact that I know she's a model and she is Shia LaBeouf's uh, significant other, but, and she normally doesn't have eyebrows. (laughs) Yeah. but in the in this film, uh, I mean, I think of her. She's she does a lot more modeling than acting, I believe. Uh, although I believe that they, Isn't it she kind was in of the same thing, kind of. But she was in. I, I believe she. That's where she met Shia. Was on probably Nymphomaniac uh, from Lars von Trier. I, mm-hmm. I believe I could be wrong about that. I, but anyway, she she did great too. I thought all three of those those actresses did just amazing. Yeah, like the the main quote unquote characters. Yeah. Well, Mia Goth's character is like main, like from the two thirds point. Yeah. But <coughs> she like for not having, I don't know. She just kind of stole the scene in in such an odd way because she wasn't over the top about anything. She wasn't chewing scenery. She just did great. Are you are you talking like when you say stole the scene? Do you mean like the dance number? Oh well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, great acting, um, a like a, a like a great feel to it, right? But I also feel like the the feeling of it is only cool because it wasn't made in the seventies. Yep, I can you know see what I mean. That. Like, if this movie went so hard to try to feel like it was made in 1977 that it just feels like it was just a normal movie in 1977. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it wasn't like, really if, highlighting if this, the time if, period. It just <laughs> seemed if like... If this movie 
would have been the original Suspiria in 1977. Um, it, would, it just would have been like, it would have probably fallen into obscurity. Of course. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like, there were some some unique, like, scenes and some memorable scenes to it. Mm-hmm. But it just felt ultimately generic. Totally did. Totally did. Uh, and I hate saying that. I know. I was so Because it was so well made. And I was so excited to see it. Mm-hmm. But I it agree. was just like, it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, this was something that I really, really wanted to see. And, and it had piqued my curiosity for a long time. It never really got a a wide release down here. I think it went to the draft houses, you know, Alamo draft houses. But like, other than that, I didn't really see it playing anywhere. And so I think just the elusiveness of the release kind of added to, you know, added to it. And so I was like, man, I cannot wait for that to come out. And it just, like you said, it it just kind of, it was technically fine like technically proficient, but it just didn't have like soul. Yeah. There was something missing. Had better performances than the original. Not better cinematography, but good cinematography in its own right. I love the soundtrack. I Yeah. I mean it was it was much more like sparse. Yeah. You know, it was very minimal, very sparse, but it, I think it worked really well. Mm-hmm. You know. Um I think honestly, I know I said I didn't want to compare it to the original, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but if they had just tried to do like a goblin like cover album uh-huh i would have probably hated it everybody would have they did do <laughs> one song they did one song toward the beginning where it even looked the same whenever she's on her way to the dance school i i think she's in a subway station and it it mimicked the original in terms of the the soundtrack was reminiscent of goblin and the way that she's just walking and and it's following her like, yeah. cause you know, there travel scenes in a film don't need to be there most of the time, you know? Yeah. If, if it's at a train station and then I've arrived, most of the time films will just be like, I've arrived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially films from the nineties. Like if you watch films from the nineties, they cut out everything until the, the actual plot matters. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, to me, I, I don't like, I, I prefer a one hour and a half, a one hour and a half. <laughs> what a weird way to say that. I like a 90 minute movie better than two and a half hours or two hours. You know, I, I know. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I like decompression though. Some. Oh, I do you know, too. I mean, it, it makes some of the, you know, emotional beats and stuff hit a little bit more. Yeah. But. But yeah, it's like you you go watch Beethoven, <laughs> uh-huh. the original Beethoven. They've got those dogs in the first five minutes, dude. Have, <laughs> uh, the newest Beethoven that I've seen was like from a few God. years ago. They have so jumped the shark with that franchise. <laughs> he, really? No, like he could talk. <laughs> he could. Talk. I swear to you. Well, he could talk. Uh, but only like certain people could hear him. So it was like Dr. Doolittle and he's like, you're going to hear me, you know? But yeah. And he's like, Santa's real in it. <laughs> like, it was real weird. <laughs> like, cause the, okay. 
Okay, I'm back on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe Beethoven pulled Santa's sleigh at one point, or he helped him out of a jam. Definitely, I could see that. But, like a gambling problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Long story short, let's get back to Suspiria. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just was there was something about it that was lacking, you know. And I I think that they may have tried too hard by getting a gr- you know bam great direction. We're gonna take it. it, it a different route and let's get Tom York and he's going to give a great performance, you know, a great soundtrack. Uh, and then they're going to get great performances. They had all the ingredients of a great film, but it just utterly missed the mark. And I think that it had to do with the two and a half hour runtime. I don't know. Like I honestly didn't mind it. It didn't feel like it was dragging so bad. It had the worst pacing well, I've seen forever. I, I think it didn't feel like it was dragging to me. Because the whole thing was so slow. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it it normalized itself to me. It's like, it wasn't like half the movie was real slow, and then half the movie wasn't, and then the other half of the movie was real slow again. It was like everything from the very beginning was super slow. Mm -hmm. So I guess I was just used to it, and I didn't notice it. I really, really like some of the kills too in this, especially yeah. the one. There's one that everyone who's seen like it the first will remember. one. Yeah, yeah. Where she's dancing and it, man, that was crazy. It was totally crazy. But in general, I was just kind of lukewarm about the film. It yeah, wasn't. and 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 like honestly, I'm disappointed in myself <laughs> for being lukewarm about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, out of five, I'd give it a two. Really? Yeah. I'd go, I mean. I think it was maybe better than that. Two, two and a half. I think, I think it was better than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was at least three, three and a half. Well, good. I mean, like, but it's just, I don't know. Everything just felt so, um, I don't know for a movie about dance. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And not just, like the original was ballet. And mm-hmm. so you could kind of say that there's like stuffiness or whatever, or a sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, formal pretentiousness about ballet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which I could, I'd argue against, but, um, this movie, you know, goes into essentially contemporary, like dance, like, um, you know, the the more sort of avant-garde, all about emotional things dance. For a movie that's about that style of dance, it felt heartless. You know, it felt like there was no emotion in it. Yeah, I could see that. Like, even even the parts that were supposed to be, you know, scary dream sequences and stuff, you're just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I did love that they kept, uh, you know, that the little witch could, or whenever it was speaking to her, you know, that spirit or whatever the hell yeah. it was. <laughs> uh, I loved how cheesy that was. Just like a little floating orb. Yeah, like it was it, like the, the end of Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I, I I mean, like it was fine. I, hey, I honestly, I would recommend people check it out if if you're interested. I wouldn't. Oh yeah, definitely. Shine away. I think that this this was a more polarizing I'd, movie than it had to be. Uh, but, I think I'd like to hear. 
I'd like to hear from people who had never seen the original. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that, but I, I mean, I totally am not like comparing it. Yeah, I, mean, I'm, I'm, I, I know I'm in this either. review it sounds like both of us are, but I, I give it a fair shot either way. I, I thought that it was a good job at doing its own thing. It's just its own thing was kind of boring. Yeah, I did like that they had Jessica Harper back. I mean, she wasn't reprising the same role, but yeah, it was kind of cool the way they did that. And I really liked the. I know a lot, a lot of people because uh, I was reading reviews of other people because it was just like, am I missing something? I'm not, you know. And I think it does kind of polarize, but a lot of people weren't invested in the the storyline of the um of the psychiatrist. But I liked his storyline, and I really yeah. liked what happened to him like whenever they you know they did some things <laughs> what yeah anyway i don't know i i really like that and i did really i like the fact that they chose to end it completely different uh mm-hmm. but it was kind of stupid like yeah not the choice that they made plot wise but the execution of what happened was just like all right this is supposed to be crazy and i'm bored (laughs) yeah like really this this could have been a lot quicker if you hadn't used slow-mo for 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know i i still think it was you know an incredibly well-made film it's just something about it. Just it just didn't have any heart. Yeah, I agree. But, but I mean, you know, stylistically and acting wise, I think I still have to give it like a three, three and a half. I don't agree, but I'm happy with it. We don't have to agree. <laughs> That's what no. reviews are. But yeah, no, I, I I'm going to change my I'm going to change mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna change mine to a three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go down to two. Yeah. yeah. This was the yeah. only like yeah, horror movie. This, places. <laughs> yeah. This is the only horror movie this guy's made, right? Yeah, it was the guy that did Call Me by Your Name, right? Yeah. And untitled Call Me by Your Name sequel. Oh, really? That's announced. Oh. It's like eating the fruit. Remember? Oh, like, God. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh yeah. All right, well, you want to take a break, or you got anything else? I think I'm done. Okay, we'll be right back with Carnivorous Lunar Activities by Max Booth III. All right, we are back. We're talking Carnivorous Lunar Activities by Max Booth's by Max Booth III. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this book is a very, inter- ooh, ooh, ooh. let me do, let me do a synopsis of it. Get it. Ready? It's kind of like clerks, but with a werewolf. Uh, dude, I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Um, so as a fan of, is, is that, is that kind of accurate? Kind of. I mean, even though I mean, they're not, they're not in a store and it's much less anecdotal humor and more friends telling stories. Where in Clerks, it was all anecdotal. You know, like, you know, the deal with Star Wars that kind of sucks is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, I'm not really mocking Clerks because it's it might be my favorite film of all time. But, you know, it's all like, yeah. it's all like pop culture. This isn't so much. But but, uh, but it's just, it's, it's literally just two dudes sitting around a room talking for like 70% of the book. Yep. 80% probably. And then just one of them just is probably a werewolf. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, that is true. Not eighty percent. I would say seven. Is it when? One? When? When's part two happen? Well, huh? uh, yeah. No, I know, but I mean, there's literally a a title card that says part two. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so yeah, this this book isn't released yet. We got an advanced copy um, for reviewing. To give an honest review, get an advanced copy. Also, other authors, go ahead and send them, send us <laughs> us more advanced copies for review if you want to be covered on this. I don't feel yeah, like we sometimes pushed that enough. Sometimes we actually even do it before they come out. Yeah, yeah, like this one. It comes yeah. out February twenty second from Fangoria. Um, which is awesome that it's a Fangoria thing. But, you know, uh, another book uh, like that in terms of storytelling in a room with two people that we covered on here, Womb. Yeah. But. Uh, you always have a, you, you always try to slip that in there. Womb? Yeah. Yeah, I'm big you, fan. You, big, you big love fan. that book. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the few five-star books. How many have we given five stars? I to? don't know. I don't keep track. <laughs> okay. Anyway, 76% of the book is when part two hits. 76%? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I just looked it up. But it's, you know, done uh, separated by AM and PM, which is an awesome thing to do for a yeah. uh, <laughs> werewolf book, you know? Um, yeah. So you want to give the official synopsis instead? Uh, is there an official synopsis? I believe usually so. Usually I look at the beginning of the. Um, All right. the Kindle file, but this is not that. Well, Ted and Justin were once best friends, but over the years, they've seen less and less of each other. Now something's wrong with Justin. He can't sleep. He can't think straight. And he certainly can't explain why he keeps waking up naked and covered in blood. Ted might be the only person who can save him, assuming he's okay with shooting his childhood BFF with a silver bullet. But that's what friends are for, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd expect you to do it to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. <sighs> you never thought about who you'd want to kill you if you were a werewolf? <laughs> I mean, I know that it's it's one of those uh one of those <laughs> lifelong questions everyone ponders. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so what would happen if you like Okay, say you got a stick. Uh-huh. Right? And you you had like a silver tip on the stick and you just fell on it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it matters, like, if the I, silver I, Like, I don't to- think intent matters, right? Oh, no, no. no. Yeah, so, I mean, like, as long as you hit yourself in the heart. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I'm happy that they didn't steep <laughs> this book with tons and tons of cliches. It's more like, if you were bitten by a werewolf and, like, I, I don't know the rules. There's no one to guide you yeah. through it, you know? Yeah, uh, not everyone has access to some like large occult library. Yeah, filled with like arcane tomes <laughs> of werewolf lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, obviously, since the book's not released yet, um, I don't want to really talk much plot wise. But let's talk what we loved and hated about it. Well, I mean, we basically just said the whole plot. There, there's a major subplot going on. Uh huh. And honestly. You can probably guess how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> once you once the once the story gets going. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, all we'd be doing is just spoiling the ending. I will say, okay, he did a good magic trick on me with with the subplot. 
He kept me so involved with the main story that I didn't see the the subplot coming, and then when you know the ending of the subplot coming, yeah, uh, where it comes to a head, and I did not see it coming. And then I was like, "How did I not see that coming?" (laughs) But yeah, to to be honest, like I thought it was going to go slightly different, uh but you know, Chekhov's large appliance. yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I didn't see that coming. Okay, I will say I love the witty dialogue. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. Um, like you said, Clerks. Uh, you know, I left a Goodreads uh, review of this and it said that it's Clerks meets uh, American Werewolf in London. Did you? Yes. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us uniminding it up. Or maybe just Kevin Smith meets, but whatever. It didn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, did remind me of that. Uh, except for it was, you know, like I said, more storytelling. Loved it. Loved the framing device. Loved the fact that it was mostly conversational, but stories that kept you, like, kept your attention. To me, yeah. it didn't kill the pace. It was awesome in, in, in terms of all of that going. I love the fact that it didn't rely on on tired cliches for werewolves. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it could have been pretty much the same plot if he just lost his mind and started killing people well, that's, at night. You know, you don't know for sure. And I will that's say what's happening. I will say, I love the fact that it gets progressively more and more nihilistic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love the ending. Yeah. So much of the book. Like I really, really loved, but I can't think of a butt right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with you. This, this was, like a freaking fun read. Yeah. Like I'm not even joking. Like, you know, we we we're usually brutally honest in mm-hmm. this in this thing, you mm-hmm. know. You ask Ryan C. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and and even when we get advanced reader copy things. Um but I honestly don't think I can think of anything that I didn't like about this book. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's I'm happy you felt that way because this is a five star book to me. Like, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Wouldn't change it. Hopefully, want to see the movie. Like all of it. I'm Is it going to be a movie? No. I mean, I don't. It, as of not right now, it's not. Because it should be. Because like it could be really. It could be done pretty cheap. Yeah. Super low budget. Ninety percent of the film is just in the basement. Yeah. If you have enough to film beer, and can get your <laughs> hand on a on a uh, uh, on uh, an anchor. <laughs> yeah, because it has to be an anchor. Yeah, because um, it's ridiculous. I, I, <laughs> but I mean, like you know, because even when he's when he's talking about like the thing he saw, you know, you don't even have to actually ever show it. You get to show like paws and stuff like under a door frame or whatever. You know, like you know, looking through a door frame and you see the paws walk by and stuff. And it's like because you don't know if he's crazy or not in this book. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I was, I was really, really engaged in it, you know, like, um, they were written like it was two best friends. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like they would go off on tangents, you know, (laughs) in the middle of their conversation, they would do basically what we do and interrupt each other with something that derails each other's thoughts, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, just to, just to say a stupid joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it, it was just so 
believable. You know, you could tell that, like, even though it was a person that they hadn't seen in a couple of years, you know, they haven't talked to each other. But it's like there was still that sense of they were such good friends that it didn't matter. Well, I think, you know, a they lot fell of right is, back into their their same old thing. Yeah, it's who you grow up with. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it is different. Friends that you're closer with now versus friends you were closer with childhood. Like, you do revert to your childhood pretty damn quick, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's your formative years. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've been racking my brain trying to think of anything I didn't this, like anything I didn't like about this. And there really wasn't anything to me. This is just an absolutely perfect book. Um, but a perfect book for me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 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 Like, I I don't know. Oh, if you go into it expecting like, brutally violent werewolf activity yeah you're probably going to be disappointed <laughs> i mean like yeah I but if if you like those kind of you know two dudes sitting around talking movies or or books or anything like that then you're probably gonna love it yeah yeah also if you'd read uh his last book i think this is a, it said this is his fifth book um, his fifth novel and I, I've only read this one and the nightly disease, but if you read the nightly disease and enjoyed that, you will like this. It doesn't have the same snarkiness. Okay. Brian, uh, the nightly disease is the one I was telling you about the hotel clerk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And with the owls with the owls. Yeah. And yeah. It that also was kind of like clerks, um, but like literally because he's a hotel clerk. Yeah, um, but this doesn't have that snarky it, it, that snarky undertone. It, it's more just talking shit with your friend, and yeah. man. So yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about it without spoiling anything. I think that this is a I one hundred percent like would recommend. I would recommend this to anyone. Like if you're into horror, if you're into comedy, if you're just into books like in general, like I would <laughs> do, recommend do you this like book. It's written awesome. word. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You, you a fan of fonts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you a sans serif guy? <laughs> but um yeah, so I uh yeah. My font is not sans serif in this book. So would you give it a five? You know, like I, you know what? Okay, let me be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Let me let me lay a little bit of truth on you. Uh-huh. I generally don't know what score I'm going to give something until I'm actually talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. and this one was no different, but I knew it was going to be high because mm-hmm. I really really liked it. But like honestly, I can't think of anything bad about it, and okay. I just feel like just by the just i don't know just by if you can't find anything bad about it it kind of has to be a five (laughs) yeah well yeah and i mean (laughs) like that's like the rules right if there's nothing bad about it and if it's totally original like this plot like the whole point of the book is are you gonna shoot me or not yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's the whole, and I haven't seen a book really a, about that ever. And for something with as overused of a monster, like not just classical monsters, vampires, yeah. werewolves, all that stuff, 
I haven't seen something in a long time that felt this fresh. Yeah. Because it really didn't rely so much on the monster. It was about everything else. And it was about childhood and, and best friends and stuff like that. And so, yeah. But, but yeah, I didn't mean to derail your, your rating. No, that's just it. It's like, you know, it's like I, I try to find something that I don't like about anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I try to find negatives about stuff I like. And I try to find positives about things I don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I really honestly can't find anything negative about it. You know, um, it was it was a good length. It wasn't like, it didn't feel like it was dragging on or anything, but it also didn't feel too short. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the characters were great. Uh, like, I, I honestly, I mean, the dialogue was believable and funny mm-hmm. I, I i got nothing bad about it i know i know and it, i kind of like i'm kind of upset with myself about it <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna sit this is one that i probably will end up getting the paperback to sit alongside womb and other books that i'll well i mean honestly i either have ebooks or paperbacks on damn near yep. everything i'm not you've got doubles. individual kindles <laughs> I'm not buying doubles, but, but this will be one I'll probably buy buy a double like Boom, so that if anyone ever wants to check it out but isn't going to buy one, here you go. Check out my copy. You know, yeah. Check this out. But yeah, I, I I would be surprised if this doesn't turn into a movie very soon. Yeah. So and if he's listening, I'll do the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brian does soundtracks. <laughs> but no like seriously i i honestly wish i could find something to not like about it yeah it was great so yeah five stars (laughs) all right wow what's weird is i think we've all everything except for bone tomahawk we've given the exact same five stars to yeah didn't i do like four and a half yeah you did four and a half but it was a good movie, though. <laughs> it's just because I'm so hesitant about a five. I know. I, I, it's something special. Yep. We I need got... to start doing out of six so we can give things more fives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely screw up the rating <laughs> system. Or don't do it at all. However, if you don't do ratings and just talk about pros and cons of books, it's hard to, for people to know exactly how much is great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I highly... Like, I love a lot of things that I give three and a half some fours to, but yeah. I don't consider them perfect, you know? But, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> so we digress. I think next episode we are going to do, what is that, Mr. Sucky by Duncan Bradshaw. And uh, I don't know that we have a some movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, but, but so we will see y'all in two weeks. You got anything else, Brian? Uh, no. (laughs) The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.